Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. Period. If this, if this is your first time here at the show, welcome. Hello. Hi. Well, just a little disclaimer. If you're on Patreon or watching this clip on YouTube, I look like someone beat me up and I paid them to do it. I've gone through a lot in the last couple of days, but, you know, we're here and we made it. Mm. And yeah, I'm excited about today's case. Let's get into it. Okay. Oh, before I start, actually, when we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, we will be doing a giveaway, $100. So that's really dope. And we're actually, as of recording this episode, we're four subscribers away. So ah! the sooner you guys... So the sooner you guys subscribe, the sooner we can do this giveaway. And just to qualify for it, all you have to do is be a subscriber on YouTube. So search us at Black True Crime Podcast. It'll be in the episode description for this episode. And yeah, I want to do it this week. So the sooner you guys go and subscribe, the sooner I'll pick somebody. And we're yeah. actually we're actually going to do it on live on our Instagram. So make sure you subscribe to our Instagram too, so you can get news about that. Period. Yeah, this is our first like cash giveaway, so I'm excited. You guys should definitely subscribe. Mm-hmm. And what can you do with $100? Put some gas <laughs> in your tank because recession is, I mean, mad inflation. gas. That's yeah. two full tanks of my gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you guys ready to get started? Yeah, we're ready. Okay, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? If you have, you know the goal is to essentially cause as much mayhem as possible to earn as many points as possible, which includes punching characters in the face, running them over, or even just ending their lives completely. Well, could you imagine doing something like that in real life? Violently taking lives and then asking afterward, how many did I kill? Hmm. Join us as we discuss the astute but unstable Priscilla Ford. So, Priscilla Ford was born on February 10th, 1929 in Barrel Springs, Michigan. Kristen, what happened in Black True Crime in, what year did I say? 1929. Okay, so this year was so full. Like, there is so much stuff that went down in 1929 and so much stuff that happened after 1929. For those of us who don't know or for those of us who are not really from America and don't know a lot of U.S. history, the Great Depression actually started in 1929. And everybody knows that the Great Depression was because of the stock market crashing, right? Mm -hmm. And one of those days where the stock market literally, I think it said 16 million shares were actually sold in a single day on the New York Stock Exchange. That day was called Black Tuesday and it was October 29th, 
1929. Oh, wow. From there, everything just spiraled downwards. And of course, everyone was affected. Black, white, yellow, purple, Spanish. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> let's just say black people were the most affected, period. Mm-hmm. And what they like came up with a saying that says last hired, first fired. Um, because Uh black people were the last ones hired into these companies to work, but they were the first fired when the great depression started. So therefore they were basically asked out. They didn't have a lot of public assistance back then. Public assistance programs were early on and Mm -hmm. they were basically putting white people first, of Mm -hmm. course, and were giving them more assistance, significantly more assistance than black people. There were even some soup kitchens that would not open up their kitchen to black people during this time. Yeah. Where is the surprise? Right. But... The good thing about our black folks, man. Tell me about us, Kristen. We didn't let that stop us. Matter of fact, we saw that as a time to enact change, period. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not about to be out here on these streets poor. We're about to get up and do something. So, what happened also in 1929, well, 1929, 1930s, was black people took accountability for their own livelihood and they banded together and they created organizations. One of the organizations that was created during this time was the National Negro Congress and that was actually created in 1936. Another thing that happened in 1929, we all know that most black people are Democrats, right? And we wonder like, where is that from? Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of stems from the 1928 election Mm -hmm. and I totally want to get into it with you guys but I'm just going to have to save it for TikTok. So if you want to know how black people or a majority of black people became Democrats, how it all started, definitely check out our TikTok. I will be definitely posting this one within the week. Um, Yes, I need to know because I was actually titillating. It really Thank was. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sister, for that trip down history lane. Yeah. Okay. So Priscilla Ford was born on February 10th, 1929 in Michigan. I couldn't find too much about her upbringing, but Priscilla did at least graduate high school. Good for her. I know that she was married at least twice, and she had two sons and a daughter out of those relationships. Mm. So there they are. And you can see her sons, they graduated too. So, you know. In 1957, at the age of 28, and with only a high school education, Priscilla was able to get a job as a teacher in a okay. room in a one-room house in Duwajiak, Michigan. And apart from being underqualified, Priscilla was also the first black teacher in the area. So, wow, pretty pretty dope. Okay, kudos, Priscilla. Exactly. So the school board was super skeptical about if she could even do the job. You know, properly. Shade. Thank you. This was the same year that she actually shot her then husband and then shot herself. Yeah. So she tried to kill him. Well, she did, actually. She did kill him. He's dead, unfortunately, I guess. But according to her, it was self-defense. And they really couldn't, at the time, prove it to be anything other than that. So no charges were filed against her. Okay. But yeah, she attempted suicide, I guess. If that's, you know, if her story's true. Yeah. Priscilla. Right. Scary. It must have been like a very violent, abusive relationship. Yeah. I mean, granted, when I look at her, I think she's shot her husband before. She's not afraid to put her hands on her man. Yeah. It's giving domestic violence, but 
possibly in both ways, you know? Yes. Facts. From both parties. But any reservations the school officials had about Priscilla soon dwindled because after a short time, all of the officials were gassing her and saying how amazing and caring she was with her students. Okay, Priscilla. You know. Show out. I like that they're giving credit where credit is due. I wonder why they're giving credit. Like, I wonder, maybe the parents were like saying, yo, love her. It had to be very obvious for people to really be vocal about their, you know, positive feelings for her. She also earned a bachelor's degree in education in 1966, and she kept that teacher job for seven years. Wow, I'm here for her. Gross. She's she's doing the doggone thing. Not to mention her IQ was 140, which classifies, I was about to say, which classifies as literally one point over and she'd be in the genius category. So, wow, it's giving. But only four years later, people close to Priscilla started to notice a very bizarre change in her behavior. Priscilla started claiming that she could see her dead husband across the street from where she was now living in Buffalo, New York. Wow. And she also claimed that she had the soul of Adam and Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, (laughs) okay. So we took a very crazy turn. Priscilla, Priscilla. Priscilla, please. (laughs) (laughs) Get it together. So in 1972, Priscilla's son came back from a deployment with the army and even noticed himself that his mother was behaving in a delusional manner Mm. and that she was now abusing alcohol. So Mm. she was an alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. The following year, Priscilla was in Reno, Nevada. And at this time, she voluntarily checked herself into the Nevada Mental Health Institute, where she received a diagnosis of passive aggressive personality with hysterical episodes. Mm. So she received aggressive personality. I feel like half of (laughs) the world will be diagnosed with that. Kristen, thank you. But we're going to get into like a textbook definition of it because I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. But she received treatment for that diagnosis and then she was released. So like I said, we're going to look into a little bit about what it actually means. Even back then and now, it kind of means similar things. So according to the book, Massachusetts General Comprehensive Hospital Clinical Psychiatry, Quote, the major feature of passive aggressive personality disorder is passive resistance to authority figures and to any request for adequate performance. So basically, like if there's anything expected of them, they violently (laughs) go against it. So where's the passive part? Well, okay. So afflicted patients fail to ask important questions concerning adequate performance expectations and become sullen or argumentative if those expectations arise so basically i think the passive part is like if i don't know what i need to do to do better then i just I won't can't do it. technically be expected to do better i see terrible I'm cracking up sounds lazy to me it sounds like a little bit of narcissism is involved and as i read more and more into it there is <laughs> so i feel like passive aggressive personality is just rebellious <laughs> like I feel like passive aggressive personality is just a teenager. Right. Like who doesn't want to do what they don't want to do. Period. Period. (laughs) Well, unfortunately we have seen and talked about on the show how undiagnosed and untreated mental health issues can lead, you know, to more instances of breaking the law. And that's no different in this situation. 
just a year after being treated in a facility, Priscilla was arrested for trespassing and assault and was again mentally evaluated. I don't know who, who she, she put saw? her hands on. I was about to say. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was doggone the Pope because Priscilla is not giving all the way there right now. Okay. I don't think she ever will, but I have some comments about that later. Well, I just feel like there's a very, very, very thin line between genius and crazy person. <laughs> so can't yes. all the way be mad at her just like i'm not all the way mad at kanye for right. his craziness no uh people are enabling him but i digress hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a result of the evaluation, Priscilla unfortunately lost custody of her 11-year-old daughter named Winter. No. Yeah. Winter was removed from her mother's care and taken to a place called Wittenberg. It's Wittenberg Hall, so I guess it's like a foster home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which we know those suck. Definitely. And Priscilla did not take that well. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Priscilla didn't. No, she didn't see this as like a helpful decision either, because maybe she just wasn't in the position to take care of her daughter, you know, but she saw this as literally them kidnapping her child. This is something like she actually thought. I mean, I get it. Like she raised two boys Mm -hmm. and now her last child you take from her because she had a couple of mental instances. Like I would have been enraged. I I would have been too, but we're going to get into some more of the details of this period in her life a little later and you'll Mm -hmm. understand more. So after her child was taken away from her, she went back to New York. And while she was in Buffalo, she tried to get help from Catholic charities because I think that she wasn't really working. You know, she wasn't really holding down a serious job. So they were helping her with just like the basic needs and stuff. And I read that one nun that dealt with her during this time described her as delusional. So and when you you call someone delusional, yeah, we joke about it. But if you see someone, you have an idea that, okay, they actually are struggling with delusions, you know, because it's kind of obvious to to a certain extent. So I'm thinking she really was showing like symptoms of delirium and just not being all the way there. Yeah. And it's kind of sad to watch, honestly. I'm sure it would have been. In 1978, Priscilla was treated at a mental hospital in Blackfoot, Idaho. I don't know why she was there, but she she was seeking treatment. So it looks like she was trying to get her life back onto some type of track. Right. She wasn't there long. She wasn't in Blackfoot long because she ended up going back to Buffalo and seeking treatment there the following year. And this is where she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, snap. And Things you know, have escalated quickly. I was about to say, this is, <laughs> this is taking a different turn. She, like when I see her right now, she reminds me of Gloria, bitch. She reminds me of our grandmother. I like she looks like she that. doesn't play no games. I knew you were gonna say that because I thought about that for a minute, and I was you like, did. she looks like a big mama to me. Like mm-hmm. somebody will be calling her big mama, and know that if you get hit by her, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, it's gonna leave a mark, and mm-hmm. that's what she's giving. You know, she's giving like I don't play that shit. Play with your mammy, not me. Gator don't play that shit. That's what she's giving. Yeah. <laughs> 
Shout out to Will Ferrell. <laughs> okay. So, in nowhere near a better mental state, Priscilla decides to move to Maine. And in May of 1980, she asked a lawyer out there to help her get her daughter winter back. Period. Question. Yeah. How the heck is she going from the <laughs> north all the way to the Midwest, back to the north? Like, where is she getting her money from? One moment to stir. We're going to get to it. All right. Because like, she's traveling. I'm trying to figure out how in she's, 1929 with the Great Depression. She's to and fro. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To and fro. So <laughs> Winter's like, I think she's maybe, what, 15, 16 at this point? I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. I don't know what the laws of about custody were at that time either. But I also know that Priscilla should not have had custody of Winter either way because she told the lawyer if they don't help her, she would, quote, drive across the state and kill everybody she saw along the way end quote and she wasn't playing who was she joking with i already told you who she told you to play with yo mammy not her (sighs) wow like this person but this is another case of you seek treatment you try to get help they're giving her medication but she's still nuts kristen cuckoo for coco So as I progressed in my research about Priscilla, I learned that she was a heavy cigarette smoker, okay? Mm -hmm. And that she could drive. So this kind of comes into what your question was, Kristen. And I was like, how is she getting around to all these places? It's because she had a a badass car. I can't even hold you or take you. Mm -hmm. A 1974 Lincoln Continental. And she was whipping that bitch. Priscilla! How did she get this car from her seven years working as a teacher? Maybe, or her, you know, dead husband. Maybe she got uh, a settlement. Who knows? Okay. But I love that car. It was really, really nice. I could just see her whipping in it. Uh I know she was foxy. And in November of 1980, she was on her way to San Francisco. Mm. Mm -hmm. But she first decided to stop in Reno to cash a check. And for some reason, she just decided to stay in the city and she got a little job as a package wrapper at Macy's. Okay. Later that same month, Priscilla would turn her Lincoln into a weapon and mow down dozens of people on Thanksgiving Day. No. Oh, oh yeah. Like, dang, Priscilla. Like, this is sad because she went from a baddie mm-hmm. to a Maddie. Yeah. A Matt Hattie. Yeah, a Maddie Tat Taddy. Like, what are we doing? And why? What happened? What snapped? I would love to know, Kristen. I can't remember if we get to it. So (laughs) let's just write it out together. Okay. So before Priscilla actually did it, she spoke of it. Remember how we said she told a lawyer that she was literally going to run people down if she wasn't helped? Mm -hmm. Well, she was also known to say, quote, the people of Reno will pay with death, end quote. And that was in response to them taking her daughter away from her. But did Reno do that? Yeah, it was the Reno system. That's where she lost her daughter. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. So on Thursday, November 27th, just before 3 p.m., Priscilla drove her black Lincoln Continental on South Virginia Street heading north in downtown Reno. And because it was such a touristy heavy like day, you know, it was Thanksgiving. There were people walking everywhere. The casinos were even offering like thanksgiving dinners to their patrons wow. so you already know i would have been, <laughs> been there well priscilla drove her car onto the sidewalk where obviously most of the people were and just started running them over 
I mean, just completely trailblazing them through. Kristen, renting them over. I'm actually going to play a video for you. If you guys are watching on Patreon, you can see the carnage on the sidewalks, the people everywhere. According to Witness Mart Edmondson, quote, she came right at us. She came right at us with the body still on the hood of the car, and she looked like she was looking for someone else to hit, end quote. Wow. She was. She wanted to hit everyone. Yeah, she did. One woman was carried on the hood of Priscilla's car for the length of a city block and kept driving, hitting people for another four blocks. Jeez. Yep. It's really sad. You can see people like bleeding. There's a shoe on the hood of her car. Wow. Wow. And also intense. And also she was driving at, let me see, 40 miles per hour up the sidewalk. So she's just, could you imagine it being being hit at 40 miles an hour? Kayla, like that's intense. Being hit at 40 miles per hour when you're in a vehicle. Right. Is freaking intense and can cause severe damage. A hundred percent. Now imagine it's just your body. Your body. In only a few minutes, five people were killed instantly. There were 24 total that went to the hospital. And of those, two more died of their injuries. The street looked like horror movie stuff. Like seriously, it was terrible as you guys already saw. I'm trying to like describe it to the people that can't see. So it was hectic and people were literally sprawled out everywhere. According to the ground. Yes. Bleeding. According to another witness, quote, it looked as though someone had gone through the streets with a lawnmower mowing people down. It looked like a battlefield. There are bodies all over the place. Wow. Like so Priscilla. Like dang Priscilla. Priscilla. Killa. Killa. Like, why? Like, why did you do that, killer Priscilla? Like, you're on my nerves. And we but were rooting then again, for you. It's we like, were all rooting for you. Yeah, we were rooting for you. And it's like, I'm more pissed off that like she was literally trying to seek help, and for some reason, it just didn't help at all. It just didn't help. When Priscilla stopped the car, she was immediately arrested, and reportedly, the first thing that she said that ain't her, is it? Yeah, that's her. Kayla, she looks like a whole different person. I know. I know. She aged. And she lost so much weight. Yeah, she did. She's like, you could tell the alcoholism was getting to her. Facts. You can tell something was going on mentally, too. Yeah. So the first thing she asked was, how many did I kill? And when police said five or six, she allegedly responded, good. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Police also noted how calm she looked and considering her blood alcohol level was like one, like 0.16, which is twice the legal limit. They thought something might mentally be wrong with her as well. Cause who mm. says that? <laughs> like, you know, really how many people did I kill? She's clearly not all the way there. Especially if she's acting calm and she's drunk as hell. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Why is she calm when she's drunk? And just, and just mauled over people for blocks. Wow. So Priscilla underwent a plethora of psychiatric evaluations to determine if she was competent enough to stand trial because, according to her defense team, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. On January 29th, 1981, Priscilla was declared unfit to stand trial and received treatment at a facility called Lakes Crossing. Okay. 
You think it should stop there, right? She's not fit. So we leave it at that. Yeah, we leave her in the mental place and right. let her get some treatment. And exactly. She probably won't get any better. So just keep her ass there. Leave her there. Yeah. The, the treatment that she got at Lakes Crossing included a court-authorized, defense-resisted regimen <laughs> of antipsychotic drug therapy. So basically, they wanted to put her on medication. She needed to be the fuck sedated. Like, right. hello, let's try something else. Because clearly, this hasn't been tried before if she goes and gets help and then is right back out on the street like she's a schizophrenic so it's like what are we talking about she needs to be taking medication every single day every single day exactly a paranoid schizophrenic at that like come on she was also ordered a sanity commission that consisted of three psychiatrists that would examine her throughout her treatment process and at the end of all of this they found her competent enough to stand trial so you know wow mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of sad because it's like okay i thought i got away with it because i am actually nuts but then they're gonna treat my ass to make sure i'm sane just so i can go back on trial right for killing these folks and I for mean, me period for me i was about to say i will say that i'm glad that they did their due diligence in the sense of like just testing her and treating her and seeing if there was something that could have helped her you know mm-hmm. or helped the situation because clearly she was on medication and something was helping. Something was working and they found her competent. Hope it, hopefully this is genuine. I was going to say, because what's irritating is why couldn't the two hospitals or three hospitals that she went to before that mm-hmm. give her this treatment to actually make her sane? Right. To help. Her and maybe there. they did and she didn't take the medication. Who knows? But right. all of a sudden now they can create a treatment plan for her that all of a sudden, you know, makes her competent for me it's just like too little too late i know but when you have better resources that i'm sure that she had just going to these facilities on her own who knows what insurance was like and things like that when you have access to better things like she does now via killing someone a couple people doing horrible things you know right then i guess you get access to to step us up this type of help yeah i don't like it but it is what it is A couple weeks before the trial, the defense asked the court to evaluate Priscilla again, but the judge refused to even hear the motion. He was like, listen, she's good. She's, you know, fine. We're going to trial. So on August 4th, 1981, 51-year-old Priscilla Ford was found competent to stand trial and would be facing six counts of first-degree murder, plus 23 attempted murder charges. And as we already know, she's definitely facing the death penalty. Period. She pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. And there were actually seven victims that died from their injuries, as I told you guys earlier. But unfortunately, the murder indictment just couldn't be changed at that point. So they just kept it at six. But either way, they're trying to give her the chair. And in this case, it's not really a chair. But we're going to get to it. Pretty sick. Okay. The trial started on November 12th, 1981, almost a full year after the murders and would only last about five months. And at the time, it was the longest and most expensive trial in Reno history, totaling $275,000, which is about $800,000 today. Dang. All yeah, for one little old lady. Yeah, I know. But there is a lot of people. She did a lot of damage. Yeah. And I'm sure along with the property damage, too, you know. The trial wasn't really answering any questions about guilt for the public. Many survivors saw Priscilla literally drive into them you know before they like blacked out and many of them were vocal about wanting priscilla's head for it 
Because <laughs> it's I like do. your crazy self now is causing me to be crazy because yeah. I have PTSD for some stuff that you did. Yeah, people are dying. People, people are, are dead. People are dead. And it's because of you. So I can understand the just the closed minded, you know, yeah, she did this, do it back to her type of thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing they really were unsure about and wanted to know was why. Why would Priscilla just randomly decide to mow them all down? But they wouldn't really get that answer because Priscilla was really acting the fuck up. I'm just going to tell you guys that now. Okay. (laughs) She wanted to testify on her own behalf. And her counsel was like, no, over our dead bodies, you will do this. Okay. You cuckoo nest. (laughs) So so they petitioned the court to refuse her the right to testify. Or her own representation. They're like, silence her she doesn't have a right to speak right now oh wow (laughs) it will soil the case so they said listen sign this or just give her another psychiatric evaluation and the judge said no to both he will not be yeah he will not be silencing her if she wants to speak she can speak period if y'all said she was sane bring her tail up here and let her speak why can't she testify if she's so sane wait a minute but wouldn't you want thank you yeah wouldn't you want as a defense to let your client speak because she will sound batshit and they will automatically be like oh we get it now she's insane yes Hmm. that's what i was thinking too so i was kind of confused why they wouldn't want her to speak unless she's gonna get up there and sound very competent Mm -hmm. with no remorse i mean look at this picture of her right now kayla she she looks maniacal she looks calculated she looks totally in control and don't forget that her iq is 140 the bitch is smart okay you know what i'm saying like she's trying to fool you but you can't let her and the thing is she's so smart that she could definitely be insane but 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 she's but is that insanity though like where you're so competent people think of insanity to be like incompetent Mm -hmm. but she's competent as heck and the thing is when it comes down to this case it really comes down to deciding if she knew right from wrong when she was doing what she was doing Mm -hmm. we all know she's a schizophrenic right but we also know she's very smart and is able to go to school and get a degree and do all these you know great things and Mm -hmm travel by herself you know she's not useless so yeah so it seemed that the judge and the district attorney cal dunlap were on the same page they wanted to prosecute priscilla to the fullest extent of the law the da even said he wanted to see her in the gas chamber yes they had gas chambers back then that's how people were being put to death it's giving concentration camp yeah (laughs) it wasn't changed until actually 1983 which I think is like disgustingly recent. Yeah, that is disgustingly recent. That was yes. like 40 years ago. Thank you. And you're gassing people? And you're gassing people in the chamber. As if we don't Millions know Millions of what people happened. weren't. Yeah, like that. How insensitive is that? That is just horrible. But this is America. <laughs> just ignorant. Don't even get me started on Roe v. Wade. Don't even get me started on Roe v. Wade. Don't even get oh me started God. on Roe v. Wade next next but on the other hand public defender lou carnahan had the support of priscilla's friends and family 
other witnesses from the scene that day and police officers and doctors. They supported the claim that Priscilla was not sane enough to be held criminally responsible for her actions, period. She just wasn't. But the DA would bring up some pretty hard evidence to ignore. For instance, Priscilla told a psychiatrist that the renal child welfare system had taken away her child and she committed the murders so she could get attention and help get her daughter back. She straight up admitted it. Yeah, she said that. Mm Mm-hmm. A police officer testified that while he was waiting for her to get her blood alcohol and drug tests done, you know, after the attack, he heard Priscilla say, quote, the more dead, the better. I deliberately planned to get as many as possible. A Lincoln Continental can do a lot of damage, can't it? I am a New York teacher. I'm tired of life. I want attention. I'm sick of problems. In June 1980, a voice told me to drive through a crowd at a theater and kill as many as possible. But another voice said, she's too much of a lady to do it. End quote. Kayla, she said that. Krista, it sounds like her. Okay, she I said wanted, it word for word. Krista, I wanted to immediately say, oh, the police officer's lying. He's looking for clout. Like, you know, no. Krista, she said it. She said it. With a straight face. Probably a little smirk. Like, I can't. Kayla, she said that. Like, word for word. But the thing is, that still does not corroborate whether she was sane or she was not. Because she's saying that a voice told her to do it. And then she said another voice said, well, she's too ladylike to do that. Well, you can say you're hearing voices and not really be hearing voices. Let's just say that. It's a fact. It's true. She can say that. She's smart enough to be pretending. She can do, you know, of course. And the thing is, I don't think she has lost that much of a grip on reality because even when she was testifying on her own behalf, which I don't even think we've really gotten into yet, Mm -hmm. she even slipped up and said, okay, you know, my car like malfunctioned. So she was giving herself that out to be like, this wasn't really my fault. I didn't really end up doing this. And an insane person would not have the wherewithal to do that. Even if it was like during a lucid moment or something like that, for her to say on the stand that, well, my car malfunctioned, they really noted that as a, as a piece of evidence that shows she is aware that she needs to save her ass mm. and an insane person wouldn't try to do that. Yeah, I get it. But the question is, was she insane when she did the crime? Not is she insane now? Right. And that's what they were trying to say. They were trying to say with what she was saying, like going to that guy in 1980 and saying, hey, if you don't help me get my daughter back, mm-hmm. I'm going to go mowing people down. And then even saying, oh, people in Reno will pay with death like that. Mm-hmm. So personally, for me, I don't think she was completely insane when she did it. I really don't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me, this is a different level. This is... I think incompetence versus competence is a different thing from insane versus sane. Because I mm. think she is competently insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the point. All you have to be is competent. Because mm-hmm. that means you know right from wrong. And I think that she did, despite what she's about to say in a few seconds. So she said the voice encouraging her to do terrible things was that of Joan Kennedy, who was like the wife of a senator named Edward Kennedy at the time. Mm -hmm. And then the one counseling her was a famous attorney. And I didn't figure out who that was. It was probably Johnny Cochran, the guy that represented OJ, but who the fuck knows? And it was around the time, too. I was about to say, was he? He was practicing. He was practicing then, yeah. (laughs) 
And speaking of famous people, Priscilla had a kind of affinity for them. She was fixated on Barbara Walters and thought she was like an evil entity. Like she considered her to be a beast. In 1978, she unsuccessfully sued the leaders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for half a billion dollars. That's a huge mouthful, but I think that's also the Mormon Church in like simple terms. And historically, they were racist. They didn't allow black people to join them. So maybe that's why she sued them. But (laughs) she wasn't successful. She tried them. I'm cracking up. Yeah, she's crazy. Get into this, though. This. let me get a little picture of her look at her like <laughs> this is the definition of a busy body like go sit your tail down talking about i'm bored and i want attention kristen it's giving that though it's giving like i needed to spice up life and i don't really care how i did it and this has always been in me so let me just go ahead and let Why it out who does it hurt doesn't hurt me oh Wait a minute, we're about to get into that. Okay, hold on. So when Priscilla took the stand in her own defense, she let it all hang out. She testified that she was feeling great on the day of the murders, saying, quote, I am in the state of mind that I am in heaven, end quote. Then the DA then asked, were you as happy as you could be in a heavenly state when you ran into, and then he said the name of the person that, you know, died, and he asked six times, one for each victim and she responded yes each time so yes she was in a heavenly state kayla Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, no mm -hmm. f's given no 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 remorse and this is what the defense wanted to hide (laughs) here we go here we go and she doesn't care (laughs) like don't put her up there she doesn't give a dog on listen 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 okay in response to why she hadn't shown remorse she said she shows it in private when asked if she cared about the victims, she said, Kristen, quote, how can I care? Is there anything I can do? Feeling good doesn't do anything for them. So I'm like, okay, Kayla, <laughs> Kayla, <laughs> sociopath? Like, what's going on? Kristen, she's, she's giving like Thanos heartless. Like, I feel like Thanos have more heart than her, though. She just doesn't give a damn. Yeah, like, because at least he, I feel like he had more heart because he felt like he was helping folks. Right. Killing folks. Yeah, no, but she, she didn't. knew she wasn't helping nobody. She, matter of fact, she didn't want to help anybody. Her specific goal was not to help anybody. It was to hurt. But herself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. She also admitted to experimenting with marijuana first in 1971 and considered it the tree of life. Okay. Okay. And when she was asked about her husband's death, she said he died in 1972 after they separated. And one day after she told her children, quote, I hope God strikes him dead, end quote. So remember, her second husband died in 1957 when she shot him and then, you know, herself. So I'm like, did another husband die? Did she kill another husband? That's like, what it sounds like. Kristen, they need to get more into detail with these things. Cause, yeah, because like, who was the father of the kids? Did they all have the same daddy or no? I, I think it was her first husband that may have fathered the boys. And then her deceased husband was the one that fathered the girl. The, the girl, I think, maybe. Who knows? Okay. This is I interesting. Don't. All no, I that, know is she. I'm about to say that math isn't mathing, but no, yeah, she <laughs> she was crazy, Kristen, and she seemed super super confident, which is even more scary, honestly. Kayla, I'm starting to like rethink my position that she is competently insane. Okay. I what think are you she's thinking? 
competently sane. Yeah. I think she knows exactly what she's she's doing. doing. Even if she is schizophrenic and she Mm -hmm. has these voices, she's actually colluding with them. She's not trying to stop them. (laughs) You know, it's almost like she's the mastermind and they're her advisors, like she freaking said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. She seems like she's a type of person that's in control. So why wouldn't she be in control of the voices in her head as well? (laughs) I don't know. That's insane. Like, that's a certain type of level that we haven't seen yet on this show so far. I know. I'm very interested in this Priscilla. I really, really like her. I wish someone, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I like her. I'm intrigued by her. Yeah. And I wish someone could, like, dig a little bit deeper, for sure. I wish she was my case. I know, right? So she said she left Reno in 1973 and traveled to Maine, Vermont, and Chicago, where she quit two jobs because, and Listen to this, y'all. She didn't like black people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes we say, oh, I can't stand black people. Like, you know, like you just have those moments. But for her to say that out of her mouth, bitch, I already don't like you now. Back then? Now I don't like you, bitch. (laughs) I don't like you. And it's like the voices in your head. And the voices in your head were white people. I don't like that. Right. Like, who are you trying to be? Uh, I don't like that. Anyway. She testified that she considered herself America's only authorized affinity and that she was Adam, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus reincarnated. So she was just you doing too much. I don't know. I don't even know why Adam has anything to do with any of this. <laughs> and, and said, quote, I am human and I am divine. I don't like it any more than anyone else does. I don't want to be divine. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I'm back to the competently insane. Because this is too much. This is too much. It's like somebody, it's literally giving yay energy. Somebody who is so (laughs) confident in their crazy. That's what I said. That's what's scary about it. Absolutely. So because of her definity, right? She thinks she's Jesus. She's up there with, you know, God. She saw herself as incapable of committing sin. And so therefore what she did in November, you know, the attack, that wasn't murder. Like it it literally can't be since she's who she is. Girl bye. And yet almost in the same breath, she refers to the victims killed that day as beasts and quote, just pigs, animals let out in a wild place. End quote. Wow. Isn't that pretty it's, sick? This is the worst possible thing for the defense's case. It's putting her on that stand. And they knew it. Because the stuff that's coming out of her mouth, you are so it's giving confused. You, whether it, she's sane or insane, you don't even care anymore. Because you're like, she needs to be under the jail. Because she sounds like a Stephen King novel. She sounds like she, I would love to see something that she wrote. Like if she wrote a last thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. I would love to see it. Or like a manifesto. Because she seems very intelligent and just knows how to make you feel the way that she wants you to feel. And the thing is like, y'all need to understand something. I am 
elated about this case because one, this type of crazy, this type of confidence, you don't see a lot in women. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see this pure 100%. This is what it is. And you can't tell me anything different. We're always second guessing, always doubting, being emotional. This lady (laughs) is doing something completely different. And it is so intriguing to see. I agree, sister. When doctors took the stand to speak on her mental health state, they said that Priscilla was suffering from a variety of mental illnesses, including paranoid schizophrenia with religious delusions and paranoid psychosis. Mm. Many experts disagreed in certain areas, but none of them ever claimed that they thought she was faking it. So they really do think that she does suffer with mental illness. And I think, you know, a blind goat could see that. (laughs) But yes. The one witness that seemed to make the biggest impact on the jury, however, was Winter Scott, Priscilla's daughter. Priscilla claimed she needed help getting her daughter back, you know, after she was removed from her care. But officials had been trying to contact Priscilla for years to let her know how to find her daughter. And that the fact that her daughter was with family in Los Angeles for like years, Kristen. And she's and, sitting here ripping and running back and forth across the United States and didn't go see or didn't, didn't think to go see where her daughter was at. But all of this was quote unquote about her daughter. And the thing is, apparently she knew that her daughter was with family, like, but oh. she just, you know, didn't go see her. So that's what I'm saying. If that's the truth, if that's the case, she's really got the game fucked up. Like she really got us fucked up. Yeah, it's like she's fixated on something that has already been solved. Yeah, but she's and like, she's no. just using it as an excuse Ex- to do excuse. horrible things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the stand, Winter told the court how her mother had taught her how to smoke marijuana at the age of nine years old. Wow. And that her mom also talked about her own divinity all the time. Winter said Priscilla even suggested having Winter artificially inseminated in order to bring another messiah into the world. Like Mary and, you know, Jesus' virgin birth thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like her, Kristen. Honestly, I don't. Winter's not lying. Kayla, Winter's not lying. Why, Why would Winter she lie? Why would she lie? Why would she lie? And the thing is, that just shows that even when Winter was young, her mom was going through these things, dealing with her own mental yeah. instabilities mm-hmm. for a very, very long time. Now I see, like, it's becoming clear why they took Winter up out of there. Not just right. because of what happened, that incident, but no, like she's actually nuts and she's bringing it home and it's affecting her child. Correct. Winter said, quote, she talked about Jesus Christ, about her being Jesus Christ, about me being Jesus Christ. She talked to my aunt about me being artificially inseminated to bear Jesus Christ, end quote. So at this time, I think Winter was like 18. Like she was, you know, older, but still pretty traumatizing for someone. Yeah. After hearing over 120 witnesses and expert testimonies, the jury of five men and seven women took 13 hours to find Priscilla Joyce Ford guilty of six murder charges and 23 attempted murder charges. Wow. Would you have given that verdict? Girl, let me see this this last part. Nine days later, on March 28th, 1982, that same jury would sentence Priscilla to death by gas chamber. Yeah. So to answer your question, would I have given that sentence? I probably, if I was on that jury, I would have had a hard time sentencing her to death for sure. Mm -hmm. I know that would have been something that I don't even know if I really would have agreed with Mm -hmm. unless I was really able to 
see the evidence of her knowing that her daughter was with family, knowing that she was safe. Because remember, she was headed to San Francisco, but decided to stop in Reno. And that's when she committed those murders. So if it's true that she knew where her daughter was, I would say that she probably used that situation to do what she really wanted to do, which was hurt all those people, you know? And then that means she deserves the chair, in my opinion, because that's just straight manipulation and just cold-blooded murder. But if it was truly based on her just not being all the way there, then no, I couldn't sentence her to it. And that's the shitty part about this. You just don't fucking know. Like, all this testing that they did, all this hoopla, and you just still don't know. Yeah. It's like, could you have looked her in the eye and heard what she said and thought okay, this woman is blank, you know, like based off of that, because she could be a master at manipulation, at lying, all of that. Absolutely. And now now that I think about it, do you think maybe her mental health issues were a side effect of her being shot in the head or shot? You know, it doesn't say where she was shot. I'm not sure if she was shot in the head or like where, but do you think that could have been a side effect? It happened in 1957, And she wasn't really starting to show symptoms until 1970. I think it could have. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, though, she was like this from jump, Mm -hmm. especially with the whole, like, Jesus thing, the Mm -hmm. religious innuendos and things like that. But I think her getting shot unloosed, unleashed some things. Some people try to hold things in because they have to lose. But when you go through something traumatic like that, you Mm -hmm. start to kind of be more authentic in who the freak you are. (laughs) And maybe she was just being a little more authentic with who she actually was, which is a nut. Right, right. On May 19th, 1982, Priscilla tried to file a waiver to her appeal. So that means she didn't want to appeal her death sentence death sentence and her defense was like what the fuck are you thinking Mm -hmm. so they were like give her another psyche evaluation because she's clearly not thinking straight (laughs) we're sick of her (laughs) she doesn't understand the gravity of the situation they will put her to death you know hello and this time the court agreed and they denied her waiver they were like come on girl you know have a moment of lucidity (laughs) we're just not doing everything fucking crazy as shit Oh, my God. Shame. So did they Shame. give her another psyche vow? They did. They did. But they still agreed to, like, waive it anyway. And I don't know if she was considered sane or not after that point, but she was already sentenced, so they weren't going to change it. Okay. According to Priscilla, though, it wasn't a matter of being sane or not. She just wanted to, quote, be left alone to die in peace. And honestly, like, that's kind of her right. I guess it's the right of the state now since she's a water of the she state. She has no rights. You know, she has <laughs> zero <laughs> rights. But I guess it's a nice request. Question. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This case is bonkers. And I had mm-hmm. so much fun. And I probably still have a thousand more questions, but I won't ask them. Why? Think of them I'll wait. Later. I'll wait yeah. till everybody like gets into the comments. Yeah, I'll we'll what ask everyone the comments. Thinks. What do you guys think? Yes. Okay. In an interview more than 21 years later, defense attorney Lou Carnahan still feels that the jury got it wrong. He said, quote, my firm belief was that she was legally insane. If the jury had found the facts as I believe they existed, she would be in a mental hospital, not in a prison. 
I certainly respect the jury and their efforts, but I think they made a wrong decision in their interpretation of the facts. Mm. I think she should have been found not guilty by reason of insanity and placed in a secure facility such as Lakes Crossing. I believe she would have been there for the rest of her life. End quote. She would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She better. And then the DA, Cal Dunlap, he was standing on his ten toes too. He stood mm-hmm. on his decision. He said, quote, the reason I went for the punishment I went for wasn't because I thought she would even ever be put to death. It was the best way that I knew how to assure that she would never hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. In those days and since then, the mental health people have let people go and the parole people have let people go. People who have killed again. They shouldn't have been let go. People who have the death penalty to deal with don't get out at all or they get out a whole lot later than those who are convicted of first degree murder without the death penalty, end quote. So basically he was like, she's a homicidal maniac and we need to lock her down. Yeah, I get it. Like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Um, Even if, you know, we can figure things out during the appeal. But for right now, she need to be on death row. And regarding her appeals, she lost all of them. So Priscilla wouldn't even make it to the executioner's chamber because after spending over 20 years in prison, she died in January of 2005 at 75 years old from emphysema. And they associated it with her lifelong heavy smoking habit that I told you guys about. Mm -hmm. She died at 11.05. According to the assistant district attorney, John Helzer, quote, that was such a sad case. It was such a tragedy for so many people. The fact they had to relive that case, appeal after appeal, her death will probably bring some peace to those people. She should have been executed a long time ago. She was angry that day, and what she did was what she attempted to do. She stayed angry and probably died angry, end quote. I'm like, damn, don't talk about black women like that. But Yeah, I was about to say, like, you're irritating me. And then another thing I was about to say is, like, she probably mulled over a lot of white people, which is why a lot of people were pissed off, which is another irritating thing. But nobody deserves to die at the same time. At the same exact time, Kristen. Every time. Every time. You know, (laughs) there's a duality to to this thing, man. Being an American, you're immediately split. Yeah. And it's just gross. It's so divisive. And they're all one nation under this crusty ass flag. No shade. Well, I respect America (laughs) because this is all I know. This is all I got. Every single day. This is all I got. (laughs) But this case was nuts. Mm. Was there any type of documentary on her or anything like that that you can point us to? Not that I found, but I will dig even deeper to see if I can find something. Like I said, I really want someone to like talk about her life and really what drove her to do something like that because I never heard of this case until I just literally hop skipped, accidentally broke my neck on it type of thing. (laughs) And I'm really glad that I did because it's something I know that I'm going to be thinking about for a little bit because I just don't have the answers (laughs) or the clear, you know, definitive thing that I was looking for. So let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Kristen, do you have anything else to say? I know I cut you off. Child, I just, I need to marinate on her, Priscilla. I am genuinely interested in what the heck was going on in her head. Mm-hmm. yeah so but shout out to her raising two grown men um right. i cannot take that away from her and i will not take that away from her right she did produce three children who we pray are doing great yes. and are living their best lives yes 
And oh, about the victims, I wasn't able to find their names readily, which was super surprising. Like I saw newspaper clippings, as you can see on the screen right now, but I wasn't seeing their names. But I will find it before I post this. So check it out on Instagram so you can see the pictures and everything involved with this case. And obviously, rest in peace to every single victim. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We're so sorry you guys were in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time because what was what she did was wrong. And we're sorry. Okay, so thank you guys again. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube so you can be entered into our giveaway that we're doing next week. We're probably going to announce the winners on Friday on Instagram Live. So please look out during this upcoming week for announcements about that. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because it really just helps us get the word out and lets us know that you like the show. Yes. Oh, and tell everyone you know. So before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space so we don't have to cover your case. Bye. Bye, guys. You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me.